Hello everyone! Welcome back to another episode of an audiobiographical meditation. I'm your host, Richard. We got some stuff to talk about today. Many of you know that I live in Texas and the way I record these episodes is pretty early from when I release them. You probably won't hear this for a couple weeks, but I still want to talk about it for just a quick second. Again, I'm driving in my car, so gotta be safe out here. I might pause for a bit, but that's just because I'm trying to pay attention to the road. For the most part, I can get on autopilot when I get on the highway, but until then, there's a good amount of focus I have to to do while driving. That's the great thing about driving is you kind of get into auto autopilot because I've been doing it for so like eight years of my life for so many hours that it just becomes second nature I know when to break I know what to look for I know where I'm going I don't need to allocate a hundred percent of my my brain power to driving which might sound bad but I, I really don't. A lot of the time when I'm driving, sometimes I forget, like, wait, what did I just do there? Which sounds bad, but I think that's just a part of driving. I'm pretty sure everyone experiences stuff like that. But yeah, I'm in Texas, and we just got through this crazy winter storm. Now, many of you might be from another country or some different part of the world and you might not know why a winter storm would be such a big deal in Texas. Well, Texas isn't properly equipped for certain winter scenarios like snow or ice. We're equipped for warm weather and that's about it. We don't, I don't think we have any plows or salt trucks. My work put sand down on the sidewalk. Sand! Guys, sand! Not even, not even, uh, salt. That's crazy to me. Coming from Chicago, where we would get up to 50 inches in a year, it's, it's short, sort of crazy to think that it snowed maybe maybe eight inches total, and everything everything shut down. Just a complete, utterly big mess. Now we knew it was coming. We were well aware that this winter storm was coming, and. It happened, I worked Sunday, Sunday night, and it was a talk, it was, everyone was talking about it, like, I'm not coming into work tomorrow, this is gonna be crazy, not happening, and after, after that big ice, big uh, pileup in Fort Worth, 
I talked about that in last in the last episode. I was like, wow, we're we're really fucked if it snows. Like we are royally fucked. And that's exactly what happened. I don't know if there was I heard there was only around like five deaths uh, so far from people losing power and no running water. So Sunday night, it started snowing. I wake up Monday. Or no, it was Saturday night. Saturday night. Because I woke up Sunday and I called off of work. And not even an hour after I called off, the whole store closed down. We're like, we're closed. We're not, we're not doing it today. Like, it's not happening. Wait, where am I going? This does not look like... I'm going the right way. Oh, maybe because I'm driving. So I got off early, and it's still light out, so I can see everything. Maybe that's why I'm, like, confused. But yeah, Sunday, it started snowing pretty hard, uh, like, Sunday morning. And what happens is, when it's if it snows any amount... And then it gets to nighttime, that shit freezes over. Because, again, like I said, we don't have plows or ice um, or salt trucks. So, and the thing, what happened was, it would, it would snow and then it would stop. Nighttime would come, it would ice over and just repeat that cycle. So today, today is Friday. And we had reduced hours at work, but it's mostly melted, and it's going to be in like the 50s, 60s today. What is that, like 25 degrees Celsius, something like that? I'm not sure. But it's much warmer today, and there's no more snow in the forecast. But the crazy thing is, Texas homes aren't equipped for this. So, there were leaky pipes, there were busted pipes, there were frozen pipes, people lost water, and Texas is on their own, their own electrical grid, and for some reason, I don't know, I don't know all the reasons, I don't know, like, there's a bunch of reasons, there's a bunch of talk about why the power went out, but a lot of people lost power, and... I was lucky enough not to lose anything. Jeez, that guy's loud. I didn't lose any any electricity, any water, nothing. The only thing that happened to me was uh, sorry, my car is being kind of weird. I've been driven in a while, so, and there was a couple, like a month ago, I got a flat tire on the highway, so I'm just being extra cautious here. Um, I, my tires are pretty bad, so. But the only thing that happened in my house was one morning we didn't have any cold water. So that was, it was, an, and then it kind of restored itself once everything started warming back up and that only lasts like an hour or two but many people lost Wi-Fi 
lost internet, lost, well, that's the same thing, but lost water, lost their heat. There was, it was really bad, and I'm very blessed to been in a situation where I didn't lose any, anything. There, I, yeah, and it's, because it's scary, like, it got pretty cold, it was, I think it was in the negatives one day, and that's really cold for Texas. Now, these, these four days are Sunday through, Sunday through Thursday, I didn't go to the gym, I don't even, I don't even think my gym was open, so I decided to, because one of my, one of my goals for 2021 is to get back into running, and I thought, what's, what's a, what, what's a better time to start running than when it's snowing and it's like 10 degrees outside, I know, call, call me call me a weirdo, but I, I enjoy running in the cold. It's it's actually, it's not too bad. I do have a little bit, I kind of have asthma. Like I mentioned in my previous episodes, I stopped taking my anti-asthma medication. And I also, I haven't, I haven't ran in almost a year because of, oh, maybe almost two years because of my allergic reaction that I would I would get when I would run. I was I just had a lot of, like PTSD around going to the hospital after or having not even going to the hospital but having an allergic reaction. And Day was it? My car is freaking me out again. It was two Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, it was Monday. Monday. So usually Mondays I go to the gym, but I didn't go. So I decided, hey, let's go for a run. Let's just do a mile. That's it, and see how my body reacts to it. I did one mile. I was good. No, no breakouts on the arm. I I had controlled my breathing. Didn't have to use an inhaler. I was good. There was, and that's that was such a uh, look. When I look back on that in the future, it's going to be a big turning point in my in my life because I didn't have a breakout. I know what you're thinking. Oh, a mild run, you you didn't have a breakout. Like you know, that's that's nothing. But no, that's a, that's a huge thing. And listen, I love running. I and it's the reason I like it so much is because of how difficult it is. People think that people who run a lot, it's easy for them. But no, it's it's just as hard as it. Like it does get easier. Your body gets more. Your body gets more, you know, accustomed, conditioned to running. But either way you put it, you can always push yourself harder, and it still can get. It still can be rough on the body. There's no denying that. 
but it's it's also important to we can talk about this later so I'll, I'll talk about that later but um yeah so monday monday's done and another thing is when i used to run i would get shin splints terribly they would just oh they'd be so brutal and I woke up the next day on Tuesday. Granted, I only ran a mile, right? I'm not I'm not running the marathon here. But since I haven't ran in so long, the the most I've really done is when I first came down to Texas, I was doing like five mile walks type of thing. And I was doing back in Chicago I was doing like 35 pound backpack walks. So I was definitely, like, I was still doing shit, but not running. And running, running's a different type of stress on your body, that's for sure, than walking is. And even back in Chicago, I was getting shin splints, even just walking along a long while. But I woke up, and I had this tightness in my hips, in my right hip. And then I also, my calves were so super sore and that's that excited me because that shows that I was working the correct muscles when running and what I've been focusing on in the gym is strengthening my calf muscles because they are a weak point of mine and I truly believe that strengthening not only my calves but also my glutes and the rest of my surrounding legs takes a lot of pressure off the front of my uh, the sh front of my shins also focusing on ankle mobility and just overall uh, lower body mobility helped with not making my uh, your tibialis which is in the front of your your anterior tibialis or tibialis that's that's where your that's where people get shin splints and I truly believe, and I'm not sure if this is correct, but this is what I believe, is strengthening strengthening the muscles that are, you're supposed to use when you're running is going to help you use the correct muscles when running. I also did, I also activated my calves before I went for a run, doing calf raises and whatnot, which has a huge huge impact on on your runs because it, it, it kind of gives your body that signal like oh let's use this muscle instead of this muscle now again I'm not sure if that's if that's what helped me but it's a it's a very good um, again I'm, a, I'm gonna butcher this word Hypo hypothesis hypotenuse <laughs> no it's hypothesis yeah yeah something like that and that's my hypo hypothesis <laughs> is working the surrounding muscles that you're supposed to working the muscles that are supposed to be used during running will properly engage the correct muscles when you're running because you actually have control over them you can feel them and Sorry. 
and that was a huge I was I was so happy about that so when Tuesday came I'm like fuck man let's 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 do another let's do two miles today why why not I mean I'm not going to the gym uh my time's gonna be shit because it's snowing but hey at least like this gives me a chance to recondition my body and get it used to running again because I've been so focused on uh, muscle building and, and strength building that I haven't even fo- I haven't I haven't made running like it hasn't been a priority of mine and I think doing these runs will dramatically help me get back into running uh, easier because now I can you know after a workout go for a one mile run and not be completely dead even though I've even though I've only done four runs this week. It's still, I'm way more conditioned than I was a week ago, and I'm I'm definitely. It doesn't take much for me to get conditioned, uh, versus a person who's never ran before in their entire life, right? Because I've 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 done a lot of running in my time, so I can definitely get conditioned easier. Now, I also don't want to take away the fact that I I focused a lot on foam rolling my my muscles after I ran. Try to give them like some Now they say like I'm studying for my NASM certified personal training uh, you know, my exam and you know they say to foam roll before you before you exercise, but I and I think that's you know that's okay for for overactive muscles. I just don't see the value in it um, for anything else. Now, um, I say that for like before you work out type of thing. Now after you work out, I think it's important to kind of give those give those muscles a massage and I had to massage my hip a lot and I guess I have an overactive hip when I run at least the right side of it and then also I just massage my calves because you know I'm I'm using them a lot when I run and maybe I should be using my my glutes more so that's something I could I could look into so day two I do two miles and the third day comes, and I I was like, okay, I'm, I'm still feeling relatively good, right? And that's the thing. I, I needed to, you don't know, you don't know your limits if you never push yourself. You don't know what you're capable of if you never stretch, stretch out your capacity. And I'm sore. Like, I was pretty sore, so I thought, let's do three miles today. You know what? Let's, let's, let's really get, let's see what I'm made of here. And again, my time wasn't that good, but I still, I exhausted the fuck out of myself. I, I really, I really gave my, myself, I really tried to, see what I'm made of and you know one mile in I'm I'm already thinking like man I want to give this up like look 
let's stop. Let's look at how far I've come. But I, if I knew, if I looked how far I've come, I would have been disappointed because it would only have been like a mile. So I didn't look. And then I, I just, you know, I decided to look and I was like two, two and a quarter. So I was like, oh, great. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm halfway there. I'm, I'm more than halfway there. And that kind of gave me the motivation to just keep going. I think a port, an, an important thing to do when you're running is to really focus on your breathing. Because when you focus on your breathing, it kind of gets you to stop thinking about the pain in your in your legs and your in your lungs and and your your body's just telling you to stop. But that's that's how you that's how you grow as a person is you you shut that voice up in your head and just keep going. Cause because growth isn't happening growth doesn't happen in the comfort zone it just it, it just doesn't now Jesus Christ these roads are terrible so the next day comes and this was yesterday and I I was just chilling on Thursday because I I felt like I deserved it. So I did some studying. I played some games. I just kind of relaxed. But it came around 5 o'clock and the sun setting. And I got that feeling. I'm like, okay, it's I got, my body. my I had the gut feeling that, like, you should go for a run, Richard. You, you should go for a run. Like, you can't just sit in here all day, do a couple push-ups, and call it a day type of thing. So I got my shoes on and I decided to do two miles trying to beat. I, I thought I could do an 850 pace. 850? Yeah, 850 was my goal. And I, you know, 10 seconds into the run, my, my right calf started to kind of seize up, kind of gave me a uh, cramp. And my legs were just screaming at me. Ten seconds in. I could have called it there. I could have been like, listen, my body's not ready for this. Like, let's... That voice, it it's so strong. It came at me within ten seconds of a run. And I, again, I just tried to focus on the music, focus on my breathing. And before I knew it, I, I was over a mile in I was like 1.65 miles in and when that happens you're that just gives you so much motivation to just finish the run right it's it's only another 0.40 miles I can do that and I think it's important to break down break down your runs into into little runs right because you can run a mile, but you can also run two one miles in a row, right? If you just break it down, it's it doesn't sound reasonable when I say it, but when you're running and you break it down in your head, you're like, oh, I'm already a mile in. I can go for one more. It's only one more mile. I have, I've already done a mile, and it wasn't that bad, right? And I ended the run at an 825 pace. 825 pace. I beat my pace by 25 seconds. And was I was I destroyed after that? 
a little bit. Like I was definitely exhausted, and I woke up today. I might have a cold, and I I don't regret doing any of those runs because they've they've conditioned me first off, and they've kind of shown me what I'm made of. People people think I'm kind of nuts for running when it's almost negative degrees outside, but that's that's exactly why I did it. Is because no one else. I only saw one other guy running. One other guy. For the four days, I've only, I only saw one guy doing it, and he was with his dog. And I look at that guy, and I'm like, you're fucking getting it. Let's go. Like, that's that's what you're... It's just like the coronavirus. I made I made something out of... I made, I made something positive out of a negative experience, right? Like, I moved to Texas during... A pandemic. I did something that others would look at and be like, mm, I don't know about that. That's outside my comfort zone. Yeah, that's why you do it. It's because it's outside your comfort zone. Like, I didn't want to run. I thought it was, I, I, I thought I was going to, you know, hurt myself and just, I was not going to have fun with it. But that's exactly why I did it is because I didn't want to do it. I didn't do it because I'm like, oh yeah, let's let's fucking put two so- two pairs of socks on, grab my own r- old running shoes, and get out the door. I do it because no one else is doing it, and because I know that I'm doing more than other people are doing. That and that's that's such an important lesson to take away here is that you have to, if you want to get further in life, you have to do what other people aren't doing, and now. If I want to keep running, I'll be ahead of those people who weren't running during the snow. And also, I have so much energy today. I'm again, I might have a cold, right? I might I might be a little sick now because of that. But now I know how far I can push myself. And the thing is, I can push myself farther than farther than I even thought I could and that's that was me running when it was negative degrees outside basically how how much how far can I run when it's a good day outside and there's no snow on the ground it's not easy running in the snow that's like running in sand it's not fun and it's not easy but it's it's a uh it's an experience that I think people have to go through to understand again, I don't think I did anything special running in the snow. What I did do is I learned more about myself and what I'm capable of. I think that's important, and now I'm trying to look at different parts of my life and seeing like, hey, where can I optimize this? Where can I push myself to be kind of more uncomfortable? And because I know, I know growth is found, like my first episode, growth is found in those uncomfortable situations. You just have to put yourself out there and do them. Again, that's hard with the pandemic because you can't really go out and do stuff. But that's Again, that's kind of why I did this is because I haven't really had the chance to do uncomfortable stuff because of the pandemic. 
uh, besides movie to Texas with just my car and how much I can fit in there. And then, you know, doing these runs, which weren't, you know, anything fucking David Goggins shit, but it's, it doesn't have to be that. It just has to be something that's hard for you. See, this might be easy for someone like David Goggins or someone like a, a majority of athletes, right? But for me, it was it was an uncomfortable thing. And I grew from it and I'm I'm happy about that. I I kind of now I'm like I kind of got the itch to start running like a lot again cuz I've done like 85 days in a row before. And I really hurt myself, but I I was also doing it not the right way. So I just got to be careful because I could I could start running again and just really injure myself if I go too too far too fast. Yeah, I'm just going to take it easy this week. I'll, I'll go to the gym again on, on Monday to let my body heal. And yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode. It was a little longer, but um, I hope you learned something. I hope you took something away from here. And... Yeah, I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Peace out.